Blog Talk Radio. From Italy to Austin and around the world with music, Julia Malanta is here with her new album. And get ready to rock because Victoria Ginty is bringing us some unfinished business. It's Music Friday Live, and here we go. Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you, so call in 347-215-7511 or email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And I want to say welcome to our listeners on Block Talk Radio and the CyberStationUSA.com network and all their radio affiliates on the East Coast, who, of course, are going to be hearing us later tonight. And also the Artist Echoes Network in the U.K., who are going to be hearing us tomorrow because it's today. Well, you know, and everyone listening on Stitcher and iTunes. So if you have questions or comments for our guests, Call us, 347-215-7511, or email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. If you're listening to us on a podcast or in England or overnight, you can still still email our guest, and we'll forward those emails on to you. Well, it took us two months to find a date for Julia Malanta to join us, and we are so happy we did. She's an Italian-born Austin-based singer-songwriter whose music can tear at your guts or lift your heart. There's no one like her. She has guitar chops, songwriting brilliance, and a delivery that is on the money, and it's on the blues and rock side of country. She actually calls it Americana rock cocktail with a European twist. And she also plays the ukulele and sings in four languages. So no wonder she earned the 210 sound, New Sounds of Acoustic Music Award in Europe and an endorsement by guitar makers. In 2012, she moved to Austin, and two years later, neither she nor the Austin music community has been the same. She broke new ground with her albums, and last week she released Conversation with a Ghost, which I think is her best songs ever. We have it here, but better yet, we have her, too. Julia, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hi. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for all the patience that you you put up with where you had to go through all the various uh, date changes and things. I really appreciate uh, you, you sticking with us here. Well, this is a remarkable album. Uh, the songwriting is so good that the first time I listened to it, I actually didn't realize how razor sharp some of the lines were. But, you know, as I went back and listened to it over and over again, I, I caught it. And it's also kind of mysterious, too, which I guess is, you know, anything concerning ghosts is going to be mysterious. So I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure that if this album is about you and it's cathartic, as in your album, Blind, the song Blinded by the Sun, or if it's kind of an objective observation of people you have known, like pumping on a string. So can you help me out? Which is it? Or is it both? Or neither? Uh, it's definitely both. Um, you know, there is always a part of me in everything I write. <laughs> it's, it's, it will be impossible. Um, otherwise, I, uh, I cannot be anything but honest and truthful to myself and so there's a lot of me in this record um 
But yeah, um, there are also there are a few songs that are inspired by uh, other people and characters that I've encountered in my life. For instance, Lila is actually a, a true story. Lila was a her name was not Lila, evidently, but she was a little girl that I used to work with back when I was um, um, like not not really an educator, but in Italy I was helping out with my church a long, long time ago. And this girl that was assigned to me, she was um, uh, she had some issues. She was kind of bipolar, so being with her was a really eye-opening experience, and that is a song, in fact, about, you know, losing yourself in your own head. It's a song about loss of um, mental sanity, in a way, um, <laughs> well, and also surrendering I, to it. Well, I'm sorry that, that uh, now that I've heard that story, that Lila is not one of the four songs we're going to play cuts from, but now that we have heard the story, all of our listeners should go out and, and get your album or stream it because uh, they want to know about Lila. But what I do want to play is um, uh, a song that allows us to dig a little deeper into what you've created here. And this, of course, is the, the title, title song, Conversation with a Ghost. Don't kill right. the light. I'm scared of the death. Fire burns cold Trying hard to catch my breath Words escape me Hold me prisoner with my thoughts Drinking from a broken cup Praying to an empty cross Finds a man with too much time on his hands. All the time in the world we had. You know, it, I, I've been over the lyrics in that song a lot. Uh, and the ones that kind of strike me are. Break the silence that drives arrows through my heart. Sit and talk with me a while. Just be a voice in the dark. Definitely ghostly. <laughs> kind of a serious yeah. picture of darkness. Who, who's the ghost? And, and, and how did it get to inhabit your voice there? Well, so before I answer this, I want to say that so this record is about loss. Uh, evidently and it's about having loss in a broader sense of the term so it's not just the not just losing someone to death or because a love ends it's loss of you know as i was saying earlier loss of mental sanity or loss of perspective or loss of um patience or you know you name it um so when i sat down and looked closely at all the songs that i had picked I realized that in every single one of these songs, someone has lost something, you know. So in conversation with the ghost in the song, actually that's, the, that's about death. And, 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 and the ghost, there's not just one ghost. We all have ghosts. We have, you know, it's part of life to see people go 
And um, I guess it's my attempt to learn how to live with that and be okay with it and have a conversation with my ghost because that's the only way I can be peaceful wow. with the concept. Wow. And, and, and that allows you to write lines like, uh, lines like uh, the filthy rich and the dirty poor in violence and uh, um, uh, no need to run, can't push the bullet back into the gun in hourglass. That the, the conversations with ghosts lead to some really great poetry, right? Um, there's another song in there that I want to play. It, it, uh, it's kind of a musical departure from the rest of the album. Uh, it's a puppet on a string. She's leading her west with the incoming flight. She knows what he wants by the look in his eyes. Lips spinning red, stiletto shoes, a sway of the hips no man can refuse. Okay, um, who is the lady who plays with her victims as the bell in the tower uh, ring out? Did you know her? No, not really. I guess that's just, it could be anyone. It's just, I guess it's a little bit of a, it could be a part in every single one of us, especially women. Uh, This is a song about the loss of innocence, you know, Mm. playing with someone's heart. Uh, To a certain extent, I have done it. Maybe I didn't want to, but I I realized later in hindsight that I was doing it to someone. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, also, so there's a song on my previous record that you interviewed me about, Mooned Into Raid. The first song on that record is called Shaky Legs, and it's the story of this girl who ends up in a bar, and this guy kind of takes advantage of her. So this song was also meant to be kind of a response to that. So this song is about the the man eater. Like, okay, now I covered that part. Now let's talk about how, you know, sometimes men fall at our knees and and we do whatever we want with them. It's kind of ugly, but it was meant to be funny and, and, you know, kind of playful. Well, that's another reason for people not only to get this album, but to get that album so they can then listen to the two songs and see the relationship between them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I, I said earlier that this is a musical departure from the, the rest of the album. It, it's more kind of Americana rock story. But the image, of course, is definitely European. It sounds like the, the tower in, uh, in Florence. How much of your childhood performing Italian folk songs has influenced you? Is there still a little bit of, of your history in that song? I guess so. It's really hard to tell, you know, but I'm, I'm sure the little girl I was is still in me. I'm still a little girl, just a little taller 
not much taller, in fact. But um, so I, I think there's a lot. Um, Italy is in me. Um, a, I go back and forth often. B, it's, you know, that's where I'm from. So the images or the sounds or the smells are always with me. So I guess that kind of translates into what I write. Does it make well, sense? Oh, first of all, let me let me remind our audience that we are talking with Julia Melanta. And incidentally, Julia is spelled G-I-U-L-I-A, in case you want to look her up online, uh, with Julia Melanta. And we're talking about her new album, Conversations with a Ghost. And you can talk with her, too. You can call in 347-215-7511. Or if, you know, you're sitting there at work and uh, you got your headphones on, you can't really call us, you can email us. In fact, some of you have already emailed us. Uh, and we're going to get to your emails, but it's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Actually, why don't we go to some of these emails? Um, Julia, um, Marcia in Los Angeles wants to know, are your guitars custom made? I don't know the guitar that endorses you. Oh, okay. Well, that one, um, no, my guitars are not custom made, although I have one. I have a baritone guitar that, that's custom made, but Echo is an Italian brand that still is pretty famous, but was huge in the 80s, and it was kind of the singer-songwriter uh, choice. Um, so a lot of famous, super famous Italian singer-songwriters uh, have played uh, Echo guitars through the years. Okay. Uh, right now, I so I have that. I also play um, my acoustic as a Gibson, and my electric is a Tesco Del Rey. And if you go to my website, there's a picture of me with these two guitars. They're the guitars that I bring on the road with me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Jenny in San Francisco wants to know, what was the biggest change in moving from Italy to Texas? Um, sizes. <laughs> Everything is huge. <laughs> that's but that's you know it's one of the changes. Um, uh, uh, just a second, we don't have uh, enough Jill. time. <laughs> yeah, just a second for, for our audiences who have not been to Europe uh, or Asia. Sizes outside the United States are not large, medium, small, and you know, thirty-six and forty-two. They're they're a whole different system. So I, mean, I guess you had to learn a new system, huh? Yes, and I'm not still not completely familiar. Also, you know, I'm a I'm a teeny tiny woman, and when I shop and I buy extra small, sometimes it's too big for me. And I'm not ashamed wow. to say that a, a couple of times I had to shop at the kids department. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, but yeah, so I had to get familiar with all of that and Fahrenheit versus Celsius and pounds versus kilograms. And uh, distances are different. You know, oh, cities yeah. here are bigger. big. Yeah. Bigger. Uh-huh. Right. And the first time I drove from Austin to West Texas, and it was six hours and nothing had changed. I was still in the <laughs> same state. And, and I was still seeing Dairy Queens and McDonald's. I was like, who? Six hours from Florence, I'm in France. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and there's no trains either, like there are all over yes. Europe. <laughs> yeah. Roger in New York City says, um, it's a long and involved question here. Uh, so, oh, okay. All right. Let me, he's buried the question inside of a paragraph. But 
Did you watch spaghetti westerns when you were in Italy, and did the music affect your music? Um, so by spaghetti western, like the Clint Eastwood type thing, like the, the only made bad, in the Italy. good and the ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I did some. Um, I, by the way, the, for instance, the music for those uh, Clint Eastwood movies—that's uh, an Italian um, 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 uh, composer. Oh, really? You know, Morricone is Italian. Yeah, he did uh-huh. all the, the Once Upon a Time in America, uh, Once Upon a Time in West with, you know, with, with Robert De Niro. That's, that's Ennio Morricone, and he's Italian. He did also Django. You know, it, it's a most, more uh-huh. recent movie. You know, Django Unchained or yeah, something sure. like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, he's Italian. <laughs> Full on oh, Italian. darn. Okay. Well, we need to get back to, to, to music and um uh, and since you're Italian, we'll play a little music by an Italian. And I want to play a, a song. It's kind of one of the darker songs in the album. Uh, and this is an album that talks about ghosts. So there's no shortage of darkness. But this one does not seem to be about a ghost. This is violence. We're going to play it this for a minute. on the city streets like the wolves in the book I read you filthy rich the dirty poor the pawn shops and liquor stores just stay close I'll try to protect you would appear to understand the evil that's inside of man throw the rocks and hide the hand this will all come to an end violence 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 Wow. Uh, why did you write that song? Well, I co-wrote that one with Gabriel Rhodes, who's the co-producer on the record, and he played some guitar and piano on the record. Um, I guess, you know, the world is a, is a pretty scary place right now. It has always been, but um, times are pretty dark, and uh, uh, Gabriel and I you know, we, we, we have, we always talk a lot. We're great friends and we've had a, a number of conversations about all the things that are going on in the world and how vile people are, are getting really violent and, uh, and violence translates into every language. You don't even need to know the language to understand violence, which is why I decided to then uh, translate a couple of verses, one in, into Spanish and one into Italian, because we kind of wanted to have that effect. Um, so, yeah, and th- I guess that's the, the, the main. That, that, that song is a re- the result of a number of conversations that we've had about how kind of screwed we are these days and how violent people can be and intolerant and, and also. Uh, you know, you mentioned you translated it, and that's one of the two songs in the album that's sung in both English and Italian. And that one, of course, as you said, has a Spanish uh, 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 verse to it. Um, also, the use with the, the style of that song with the accordion—you uh, know—that could put you on the on the uh, on the piazza. Uh, it, it's very a, a, an Italian feel. Uh, 
Um, why did that song lend itself to those three languages? Is it because, like you said, that violence translates so well, unfortunately? Yeah, I guess that's what probably that that, that was the uh, the goal. And to uh, we actually even talked about adding some other verses in other languages to make it something that you know can reach out to a number larger of people. It, it it's meant to be, um, hey guys, we are getting really violent. Let's stop this because violence translates into every language, and but love does too. And maybe yeah. you know there's something we can do about it. <laughs> Okay. You know, uh, uh, as I mentioned in the introduction, you, you uh, have called your music Americana rock with a European twist. How do you define the European twist? Or did we just, just hear it in the Italian, uh, in that song? Well, you know, it's hard for me to define it because I'm too close to it. I, I'm inside of it, in fact. <laughs> so, uh, But this is kind of what I've been told this this ever since I moved to the States, you know, that it's not just because I sing in different languages or because I have an accent that my music has a European twist. It's the sensitivity, I guess, or the way I choose certain chords uh, or the way I phrase certain things, not just in terms of the term of, of the words that I choose, but also the, the, the melodies. And so a lot of people have come to me saying, yeah, this is Americana, but not really. So what is it? And so I, I came up with this, you know, it's Americana with a European twist. You know, it's like, it's the only way I can explain it. It's Americana filtered through an Italian person who has lived in Spain and Italy and the States and traveled all over. <laughs> okay. Well, it certainly works well, right? Well, <laughs> Good. Well, that, but that, of course, brings up the question is, why did you move from Europe to the United States? And, and why Austin rather than, say, L.A. or New York or Nashville? Well, um, I moved to the States kind of by accident. I, was, I think I was ready to expand. Uh, Italy was great. I had a great life in Italy. But I was starting to feel a little claustrophobic, like I was bumping my head against a, a ceiling that was getting a little low. Um, I wanted to grow. Uh, as a person and as a musician and and uh, I met a bunch of people from Austin and so I came to visit and I kept coming back I played a few shows and people seemed to really you know enjoy my music and respond well so I moved there and you know God only knows if I will you know at some point I will up and move to New York or LA but for now Austin is a great place and it is a great place, and it's a great music scene, too. Uh, we got a couple more emails here, uh, and this one's really interesting. This is from Millie in Seattle, and Millie wants to know, <laughs> what do songwriters do if they find true love and have no more heartbreak to sing about? Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that before. Well, A, um, it, it has never happened to me, so I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, 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 I'm kidding. I'm, I'm really, I'm a happy person. I'm, I'm a really happy person. And also lately my life has been just awesome. Uh, but you know what? Um, light, songwriting is not just about, actually, this is one of my pet peeves, if I may. I don't, I get really bored when I go see people that sing about nothing else but their heartbreaks. Because there, there's a lot more in life. 
there's there are so many topics, so many things we can sing about. So I, you know, I'm happy that my heart is not broken at the moment. It it might again in the future, but for now it is not. And and the world is huge and beautiful and interesting and complicated. So I don't think I will ever run out of topics for my songs. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we're getting a little tight on time, and there's another song in here I I do want to play. Uh, that's called. La Stanza. So here we go. Dice che la morte non può riposare, che il buio e le ombre non la fanno dormire, non trova pace e rimane a pensare. Parole che non sa capire Dentro la stanza la luce che muore Taglia le pareti di nuovo colore Passa sugli angoli e lungo il balcone Cambiando le forme, cambiando nel nome I love that. I could just sort of listen to that all day and, and kind of uh, sway to it. Um, now, I don't have to ask why the Italian works for that song. I, I mean, I can hear it, right? Um, and you combine the languages so smoothly. It just works. Uh, are you the girl who flies away to Texas? Um, we don't know. Uh, I, I co-wrote that one with um, this guy, Massimiliano La Rocca. He's an Italian songwriter and one of my best friends. We actually started together while, when I was in Florence. We wrote that song together. And uh, according to him, it was about a girl uh, killing herself. That was his take. My take was about a girl who decides to change her life and start a new life. So I guess... Uh, you all can see whatever you want in it. You can, you know, you can interpret it however you want it. Um, in the in the move to to to, uh, to Austin, did did you find a lot more collaborators available to you? Definitely, and 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 the quality is just outstanding. You know, I've been, I I'm still in disbelief that I get to play with. Someone like, you know, I have someone like Joel Guzman, who's uh, Paul Simon's accordion player, or Mark Rebo on the record, who's Tom Waits' yeah. guitar player. And, I, and in my band, I have Glenn Fukunaga, who plays for the Dixie Chicks, and mm-hmm. Donnie Wynn, who played with Robert Plant. You know, I'm just, I, I just, I cannot believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in musician heaven, huh? <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes. Well, when you um, when you perform in Europe and you do interviews there, do, do people ask you about living and creating music in America? Yeah, they do. Okay. Everyone is is curious, yeah, about okay. America. Um, well, a lot of the the particularly the blues and the jazz playing players that I have on um, on the program tour Europe, and actually one of the things I've heard over and over again is that European audiences. 
are much more responsive and they pay better than American audiences, and yet you, you've come the other way. So um, very interesting. Uh, we don't have time to follow up on that, but uh, at some point we're going to. Um, but we do want to follow up on one thing. Uh, where should people go to get your music? Okay. Um, pretty much everywhere. It's um, iTunes, uh, Amazon, all, you know, online stores. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, you can always listen to uh, all the platforms, Pandora, Spotify, um, a bunch of videos on YouTube. And, um, and, and also... Of course, through my website, which is juliamilanta.com, you can uh, purchase my records, and I also have vinyls for Conversation with the Ghost. And, of course, it will be delivered to your um, house with my signature and a little sweet note. So that's Yay. another option. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we are out of time, unfortunately, because I wanted to hear stories from your recent uh, tour of Europe. But uh, I do want to remind people, you're, you're performing tonight. You've got a show tonight in Houston. Do you, you know where it's going to be? Yes, it's the Mucky Duck, which is one of the best. I love that place. It's a great room here in Houston, uh, great for songwriters. So I'll be there tonight. And uh, I, I'll, I'm about to go on tour in uh, New Mexico and Colorado at the end of August, early September. And then I will be in the Northeast. Dates are not announced on my website yet, but I will be in the Northeast uh, the second half of September. So New York, Boston, Philadelphia, Baltimore, etc. Okay. All right. Well, I don't hear L.A. in there, but I'm sure at some point I will. Julia, thank you so much for, first of all, thank you for this great album. And thank you for being with us today. I really appreciate you taking the time to do it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a great pleasure. That's uh, Julia Melanta. And remember, Julia is spelled G-I-U-L-I-A. And uh, the, the album is Conversations with a Ghost. It's everywhere, and you should get it, all right? We've got to take a quick break before our next guest. Uh, but during that break, actually, I think we're going to take a little trip to Mexico. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja, California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at mysanfelipevacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.mysanfelipevacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. And we'll see you in San Felipe, so don't forget that's mysanfelipevacation.com and use the discount code MFLA5 and you will get a discount. So you're going to have a great time down in the, in Mexico. Well, we're going to have a great time now because we're going to talk to Victoria Ginty. She and her band Ladyhawk play the blues. <laughs> they play the real blues, the blues that cries and aches and grabs your insides. But they do a lot more than that. 
Genty and Lady Hawk fused their South Florida blues with R&B and soul and Americana, and they do it in songs that just pack venues and climb charts. Genty has a voice that can belt, it can seduce, it can guilt trip you, it can kidnap you. The Lady Hawk Band is a perfect blues grooving machine that carries and matches her voice with beats and riffs and solos that leave you vibrating and sometimes crying. So it's no surprise that she's up for an L.A. Music Critic Award this year. Victoria and the band recently recorded their first CD live at the Firehouse, uh, actually earlier this year. And then they've, uh, they've just released their second project, Unfinished Business, which was released actually in May to rave reviews. But best of all, she's here with us. Victoria, it's an honor and a pleasure to talk with you. Welcome to Music Friday Live. Well, thank you so much, Patrick. Well, this album is a huge accomplishment. Uh, Not only is, is every song on it just perfect, but the range on it is really large, too. Now, I read somewhere... Uh, that you have said this album has been a lifetime in the making. So how how so? What's that all about? You know, uh, this this album, I think, really came from the heart. Um, I've been a songwriter my whole life. I have actually recorded uh, projects in the past that have been all original, you know, entirely all original projects. But this one, there was just... uh, it's, it's titled uh, "Cut" is unfinished business, and uh, and I have to say that that's really appropriate because um, I still have some music business business left uh, unfinished, and uh, so it really kind of took a culmination of all of my writing experiences and music experience, and uh, and put it together for this project. So it, it means a lot to me. I guess that that's probably the best way I can answer that question. Okay. Well, since it means a lot to you, let's play a little bit of it. Here is Unfinished Business. you just tell us a little bit about uh, the 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 man who walks into the bar? I mean, do men like that constantly walk into venues where you're playing? Well, like that, no. <laughs> 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 um, but that song is about an idea that I had stored for a long, long time, waiting for the right the right feel to come to me and um and it it kind of got spurred on by that experience you know where this guy would come in and flirt with me uh on a regular basis and i i so it kind of takes a little bit of fantasy to 
to complete a song. And um, so I used that in addition to the idea, which really came from a real experience, and um, and kind of put that whole song together that way. Well, you 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 certainly did, and and I love the backup vocals. I mean, having the guys do it adds a really nice touch. It it almost sounds like a Broadway musical, only down and dirty. Right? Was was that your original idea, or did that kind of evolve as the song evolved? Um. I would say it evolved as the song evolved. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of harmony singing. Um, so mm-hmm. I love to have it, and I, I love to have my band have it. I think it sets us apart from a lot of other things. Well, of course, you, you've got not only stellar musicians, but you've got uh, stellar backup vocals there. You know, my favorite song on the album is actually a little different than the down and dirty uh, horn and guitar-driven uh, blues. Uh, I want to play a little bit of uh, Take Me Down. Oh, okay, great. Whoa, whoa. Spirituals have always had a, a, an honored place in American music, but uh, the way you start that and then slide into higher tempos and then accent with the horn fusion, it, it, it's actually kind of courageous. To, uh, I don't know many people who could pull that off. Um, uh, it, was that your song? Did you write yeah, that? Uh, yeah, I wrote that song, and, and that song just took over. I sat down. I have a busy life, so I um, actually schedule days that I'm going to set aside and develop my ideas. I had another idea on cue. I sat down to write, and it's just like something bigger than me just came, struck me like lightning, and bam, that song just rolled out. Wow. It, it, that, it, like I said, it, it, it was courageous of you to do that, but it worked, right? Thank goodness. Um, Oh, you know, I got to give my band credit for that. They really took that song and, and it evolved through through them. They gave it that funk. They um, they picked up the tempo, from, you know. And and uh, my bass player came up with uh, the chanting in the beginning. So there was a lot of help from my band on that one. Well, music is is a cooperative uh, venture, and apparently, well, actually, I was going to ask you that. I mean, you. Uh, I noticed that you've reached out to to a number of co-writers for this album. Um, so what did bringing in other musical perspectives do for you and your music? Because I know a lot of times you've written all your own. Uh, yeah, you know, I find that uh, the two minds are better than one. And um, with the with the songs, and, and there's so many people that co-write. When you look at, at most of the music out there, there's there's a number of writers, and it's it just added ideas, 
added, um, you know, sometimes I'll write the lyrics and, and get the general feel, and then my bass player is my co-writer on most of the music on this project. So mm-hmm. I'll bring it to him, and he's the blues man, and he'll put melody, the our horn player, uh, Wayne Cornelius, he will develop the horn parts. Um, he's our sax player, although we have a trumpet player also. And uh, and Tim Costello, our guitar player, he he will do things with a feel. Um, and so they're all implemental. But, but basically you only give people that actually mechanically put that song together the credits. And so, um, you know, sometimes I'll write the music if Mike writes the lyrics. So that, that's kind of how those evolve. But it, it really works out a lot better in terms of having things really sound different. It, it does. It really does. Uh, and let me remind my audience uh, that we're talking with uh, Victoria Ginty about her latest album. And uh, that album is with her band, Lady Hawk. The name of the album is Unfinished Business. And uh, you can talk with her too. You can call in 347-215-7511. Or if you're sitting there uh, with your headphones on, it's something I say all the time, email us. Music Friday Live at gmail.com. And uh, I know you uh, will do that because you already have. We have some email here for you, uh, Victoria. Uh, silence, in, uh, Silas, not Silence, Silas in Miami, not too far away. Um, do you ever play any festivals and do you ever come to Miami? Um, actually, we're in the process of um, being booked, hopefully, in, in Davie, Florida for an October festival. So he should uh, keep an eye on that. Okay. We're going to uh, be doing a little tour up that way. Uh, we'll be, uh, we'll be you know, from there and up, up the coast. So he'll have some chances. All right, Silas, you, you need to follow her online. So uh, this is a good time to give uh, Silas your email or rather your, uh, your website. Yeah, actually it's Victoria Ginty and Lady Hawk and there's an E.com or Victoria Ginty dot com and it's g-i-n-t-y and we're also on facebook victoria okay. ginty uh, uh you know uh, on facebook Band. silas like like her on facebook and and follow the tour uh leslie in los angeles um you all <laughs> from your pictures you always look so glamorous don't you ever have to get hot and sweaty on stage <laughs> Uh, always, yes. <laughs> um, there, there's some live pictures out there, though, where you can see me glowing pretty good. <laughs> okay. I, she, she might be uh, referring to, to that one publicity picture, you in, in the, 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 the red glittery dress and the, the big smile. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, but, yeah okay. if she talks about that on our, our website, she'll see a bunch of live action shots. Okay, all right. So go to go to the website, Leslie, and you can see her get hot and sweaty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Raft in Seattle wants to know: uh, <clears throat> Is there a particular kind of blues that comes out of South Florida? Um, you know, I would. Uh, there's a little. There's some southern rock influence sometimes in what comes out, uh, but I think that we have a really broad um, uh, type. You know, different types of blues. We've got. It, it's a big palette, so I'd say we cover most everything, um, and and really aren't stuck in in any particular blues style. Okay, um, you know. You, you formed Lady Hawk, I, I guess, a little less than three years ago, actually. 
And uh, you all have done very well. You, you're one of the hottest blues bands in South Florida. Your, your albums have charted on blues charts nationally. Uh, you're on my ballot here in Los Angeles for uh, the L.A. Music Critic Award. Uh, so do I see a national tour this album? I, there actually is uh, one in works, yes. Um, we have recently been signed by EXI uh, management, and um, we're going to be out that way. I, I don't know. Not everybody can uh, get all the way to California always because there's so much real estate. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens there. Um, but um, there's some, we'll probably be uh, playing in Las Vegas before too long. Uh, so we'll at least be out that far. Hey, Vegas is only a short drive from L.A., yeah, there you People go. Every so. weekend. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of, of national tours, is what one question I have to ask. You're in South Florida, and yet you wound up in a studio in Buffalo, New York, to record this album. That seems kind of counterintuitive. So, how did that happen? <laughs> Especially in February. Yeah. You know, there was there was I was ready to record this project, and uh, there was a, just a number of things that were happening. And uh, for one, our keyboard player who owns a recording studio um, had some health issues, and then we had health issues with another one of the members of the band. And, and uh, you know, I just went. A friend of mine came to visit me from Buffalo uh, for the first time ever since high school, and. Uh, it just seemed like it was meant to be. She said, my son is a uh, producer at this world-renowned studio, GCR in Buffalo. You really ought to consider doing it there. And um, I looked into it, and then as kind of dominoes fell, I decided that that was absolutely the way to do it. And I wanted to do it and get it done and get it out to radio quickly. So um, we grabbed the opportunity with the dates. We grabbed some players that we needed, and they were phenomenal. And... Uh, you know, we we sent some of the stuff back and forth uh, to Florida to get, you know, like our trumpet players' parts on there. Um, and uh, the bass player went with me and uh, did some of the vocals and, and helped with the whole thing. So that it just it just happened. Uh, happened okay. really, really quick, and we were really happy with how it worked out. And there's nothing like cold and snow to um, emphasize the blues. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's another song on the album that has nothing to do with cold and, and snow. It's kind of a Latin beat, um, and it seems like you created it for romantic dancing. So I'm, I'm going to play uh, uh, Sign Your Name here. Thank you.
I love that song. I, I'm sitting here just sort of swaying back and forth uh, with my with my headphone extension here. But um, how did that song wind up on this album, particularly in Buffalo? I know. Um, well, I've just I've loved that song for for a long, long time. Done it occasionally live at a concert um, acoustically, and uh, we we brought it out about a year ago with the band. And it really went over well when we did it with our, our total Latin seal. And so we said, all right, this one's going on the project. Um, so that, that's really, we just had a great response to it right off the bat. And so it was a no-brainer. Well, you know, uh, Latin rhythms are, are a lot different than, uh, you know, the usual 4-4 four, four beat or 12-bar or blues. Uh, it, it takes a little bit of, uh, of work to, to get them right. Uh, or did you have somebody there who... Uh, it sounds like bongos there. We're playing the bongos um, and, and have, can do all the 6-8 stuff. Did you have somebody in the band who was familiar with that? Um, we brought in a percussionist just for that song. And um, and he was a, a Latin guy. And um, I'm going to have to think of his name. But uh, he was he lives in the Buffalo area, and he was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and so he, he did a lot of it. And, and yeah, it's kind of unusual for a blues-based project. But my feeling was, we're we're a little bit more than just blues, and uh, oh, so that kind of showed that you know. Um, yeah. So that that was the reason why we uh, we put that on it. His name was Castillo. Uh, of course, that was his last name, the, the percussionist. But yeah, um, we just we brought in a, a great drummer, uh, and and then we brought in that percussionist, and it it just gave it, it you know all the more flair. It was really really pretty cool to see that percussionist at work. You know, I, I probably don't have to point out the irony of going to Buffalo to get a Latin percussionist when you're in South Florida, which is full of Latin percussionists. But anyway, you know, that's the I way know. it all works. Um, you know, James yeah. Taylor has just been in that studio. I mean, people go from all over the world uh, to that studio. <laughs> So, um, yeah, they've got whatever you need. It was unbelievable. I guess so. Um, Now, am I correct that that this was Lady Hawk's first uh, studio CD? Is that right? Uh, Yes, yes. Your your first album was actually live. It was the Firehouse album? Correct. Okay. Which do you prefer? Do you prefer being in the studio, or do you you like uh, doing the live Uh album? Oh, gosh. You know, I hadn't been in a studio for a long time, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I really, really did. Um, but, of course, uh, you know, and I, and I like it because there's so much more ability vocally. You can be really soft, and you can really build it up. Uh, you know, those, those studio mics are phenomenal. Uh, whereas when you're, you know, so from a vocalist standpoint, singing in a studio is fabulous. But um, but if you can cut a project like we did our first project at our first concert with that big band, it was that was the first gig we ever had. That whole band, they were such great musicians, and to to have had a concert recorded and gotten a live project, you couldn't be more time effective than that. So you know, there's <laughs> there's a whole lot to that. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I, I unfortunately I don't have any of the songs from the Firehouse album here, but uh, people should go and 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 get it, uh, and and just compare the two. What I do have, however, is a 
is an incredible song uh, that uh, uh, I think really shows uh, your range. This is kind of the other end of your range. Um, and it's very sultry and very seductive and it's very heart piercing. This is um, every night and every day. I can die now. Life is complete. Right? Uh, <laughs> seriously, seriously. The B3 alone in that song is worth the price of admission. And, and your vocals are just gold. I'm, I'm amazed at your control and, and your breath control, your vibrato, everything, everything in that song. Now, I know you and I guess it was uh, uh, Jimmy McCracklin wrote it for this album, but it sounds like you've been singing that song all your life. Did it have that feel to you that it's kind of part of you? Oh, thank you. You know what? I will tell you that I had never sang that song out before I went up there to record it. And uh, that was like a one-cut song. Pretty much everything was because of the amount of time that we had. But, um, But I just had to premeditate. I absolutely loved the song. Um, Mike Ivey, my bass player, said, hey, let's put this one. You know, we need a couple that you didn't write on this project. We had agreed on that. And um, he said, how about this one? And I listened to it, and I went, oh, my God, this is the sexiest blues song ever. Wow. Uh, well, this is. I, I, I um, had my husband come test it out with me. We danced uh, in the living room a few times to that song. Um, it was, it's just such a, such a sexy song. And uh, so I knew that I had to figure out how to approach it before I uh, recorded it. And I just thought that, you know, women had never recorded it as far as I know. And, um, you know, how would a woman do that? And it's uh, obviously it's a song about lovemaking. And uh, mm. so it, it, it needed to be approached the way I approached it, in my opinion. So that's how it, that's how that came out. Oh, well, it, it certainly worked. Did you do you, um, uh, do play that uh, or sing that song in your live performances? Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. yeah. Well, that explains the guy who always shows up and wants to flirt with you. 
the guys, some of them say, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go home after this song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Oh yeah, there are so many great songs on that album. They're all great songs, but 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 that is the one that's kind of the, on the top of my Spotify blues playlist. Um, but unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there uh, because our uh, we're, the clock is telling us that we have to leave it there. So our listeners are just going to have to buy the album or stream the songs. Uh, so where should they go to uh, to do that? Um, I would love to have them just. Come to VictoriaGinty.com and purchase it there, but they can get it on Spotify. They can get it on Amazon, CD Baby, iTunes, any of those places that sell uh, online music, they can get it. But uh, they can also get it, you know, straight from us and then sign up uh, to be on our list that we can notify them when we're going to be in the area. So that's a, a great way to keep in touch with us if they will, uh, or, or just like us on Facebook, um, and they, they'll know the same thing, but uh, but they can buy it anywhere you normally buy uh, streaming music. So CD okay. Baby's great, Amazon's great. And speaking of signing up to find out where you're going to play live, you've got a, a gig tonight, don't you, in, the, in uh, Apollo, Florida. Is that right? We do. Um, we do. Um, I'm going to be getting ready for that pretty soon. Uh, but, uh, yeah, is it... Uh, Latitudes of Apollo is the name of it, um, right in Apollo Beach. And I've actually been there, so it, and it's a great place. So um, if you're in, in South Florida, this is your opportunity to hear her live. Maybe if you're really, really lucky, she'll, uh, she'll sing every night and every day, and then <laughs> your life will be complete. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, we'll be doing it tonight. Okay, well, Victoria, uh, thanks so much for taking the time uh, to be with us today. I really enjoy it and really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Patrick, for the interview. Uh, I sure appreciate it. The band appreciates it. Victoria Ginty, her new album uh, recorded in the studio with her band Lady Hawk is Unfinished Business. Catch her live tonight in Apollo, Florida. Check out her website for more live shows, Victoria Ginty and LadyHawk.com. And she's going to be on the road to at least uh, at least until August and maybe more. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Blog Talk Radio and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter feeds, and you'll get real-time updates on our guests. We are produced by Music Friday Live and Fairness Radio, LLC. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday Live programs at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes. Next week, tune in next week. We're going to be talking with Aliza. I'm sorry, uh, with Alessandra. And if you've seen her film, The Black Rose, or heard her song, Bad Woman, you know this is going to be a smoking hot conversation. And we also might have a surprise guest, too. So check us out on Facebook. Meanwhile, I'm going to play a little more of Sign Your Name. <laughs> 